0: everybody, this is Pete with All Matters, Cairo Radio 97.3 FM in the great state of Seattle. We're here again this morning. We got a really good show. Uh, this is actually a new company, a uh, new person on the show, but very, very important. Talking about retirement, um, investing, all that kind of stuff. This is something like uh, death and taxes you really kind of need to think about and do uh, because... Every year we get older, and as we get older, we got to make sure we have money for our golden years, as we call them. I hope they're golden. (laughs) We'll find out. We're going to talk to uh, Jim Black, who is the president of the Retirement Solution Incorporated. How are you doing, Jim?
1: Doing fantastic. Thanks a lot.
0: Good. I'm glad to have you on the show. This is something that's important that we all need to be thinking about and doing over the years, and I'm glad you're here. We're going to talk a little bit about that. your world there. And uh, guys, make sure you grab a pad of paper and a pencil or pen. I'm going to give you their uh, website and also most importantly, their phone number. So you can talk to their director of first impressions. I like that title. That's very, very cool. So I'm sure you guys set that up very nice. They're friendly people there down at the retirement solution. So let's get started. So Jim, I know um, this first time on the show and a lot of our listeners, they always kind of, when we have new, new people on the show, Kind of find out a little bit about them, their company, that kind of thing. So maybe you can tell us the backstory behind the retirement solution and why you
1: started it. Okay, okay fair enough. So um, I came out of the financial world when I started straight out of college, but I grew up on a farm uh, down a little outside of a little town called McMinnville.
0: You look like you've been throwing some hay around.
1: <laughs> you know, well, that's the thing. I was milking cows at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. It was the motivation I needed to go to college. Yeah, <laughs> got to get out of that farm life. That's tough. It was it's so true. But you know what we had out of, the, out of that area, um, we would be out there and we would just kill ourselves and have a bumper crop and make no money. Wow. And other years we would have just nothing. It was just horrible years, but everybody else had horrible years and we make a ton of money. So there was no control over whether we made money or whether we didn't. And it was, a, it was super tough. I mean, I, I still, my heart goes out to farmers out there who are trying to get by, uh, not knowing what prices are going to be when they get there and everything else. So I went to college thinking, okay, I'm going to figure this out so that um, my family can have this they don't have to worry about how this is going to work anymore. Well, um, I discovered I'm not smarter than God or nature <laughs> <And so laughs> yeah. I wasn't able to fix the problem. I mean the problem still exists. but I went to college, and what I wanted to figure out was how do I plan for this? How do I create a process or something that allows me i was thinking of myself and and anybody I'm working with to kind of have a sense of what's possible of what what their life is going to be like and really focus in on retirement because and when you find, think about this, you've been working 30 or 40 years, I don't know, you get that last paycheck you'll yeah. ever get for the rest of your life. And now you go, okay, how much money can I spend and not run out of money before I die? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, I mean, I can't imagine not knowing that. And so that was kind of the genesis of the company is figuring out how can we show people and tell people how much money they can spend on that monthly basis forever once the paycheck stops.
0: Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, but, okay. So I know when you're a kid, you probably never thought once about when I grew up, I want to own a company about retirement planning. Right. So, I mean, how did you, uh, and by the way, I want to ask you, did you go to school down in Oregon? Go to college? I uh, do. I got my MBA from Willamette university. In oh, you did good school. Yeah. Very good school. I went to Seattle university up uh, up North of you guys. So, but Willamette university is a great school. Very good school. So, but uh, it, but how did you, I mean, at some point in time, I know you grew up on a farm, but it dawned on you that I really wanted to do this. What was the like the trigger mechanism that so said, I'm going to start my own company and I'm going to call it the retirement solution?
1: <laughs> because you know what? I tried everybody who didn't do it the way I thought it should be done. Out of college, I became a stockbroker.
0: Uh, oh, you uh, did? Okay. That's did. Wow.
1: And uh, what I discovered was there were lots of ways that the brokerage world was making money, uh, but they weren't necessarily... Um, working out that great for clients. Okay. So good for I, them,
0: not good yeah. for clients.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I left the brokerage world and went to banks. And this was back when banks really cared about, and this was back in the early 90s, when they really cared about um, taking care of their clients, which was awesome. Um, and while I was at the bank, um, after I'd been there seven or eight years, they asked me if I would start a trust company for the bank.
0: Right.
1: So I actually started a trust company and boy, did I discover something I didn't really understand about the financial world, that whole concept of fiduciary, Mm. of doing what was in the client's best interest regardless of the outcome. And uh, once I developed that, I actually was with a a bank that got bought by another bank. Um, And so I could kind of see the writing on the wall. The new bank already had a trust company. And so I moved up to Seattle to work for another trust company. Okay. The trust company that I was working for was a private company. And so um, when it got basically passed from the fifth generation to the sixth generation, um, I loved the concept of a trust company. And so I went, I can go do this and do, incorporate everything from the brokerage world and the banking world and the uh, trust world into one place so right. that clients have someplace they can rely on. And my niche was really, how do you figure out how to live the rest of your life?
0: Okay, got it. And Jim, I got to ask you this question because this is on everybody's mind all the time. Um, You've got, I don't know, last stats I looked at and was a while ago, like over 70% of the population has no retirement. And so, and then you got people who are sitting there, maybe they're 40, 45, 50, and they're going, ah, it's too late. There's no way I can save for retirement. How do you, I mean, and then you got the young people and you got to form the habits with them. I know these are all tough questions, but How do you do that and work with the different age groups to help them understand that it's is not
1: lost and this
0: is the habits we should form now?
1: So that's a super question. Um, And it really, again, it depends on where you fall in the age group. The biggest thing that people can do is start because what we discovered is it doesn't matter how much money you've accumulated. What matters is the Delta between how much you're spending and how much you've saved. So if we can make sure that we're able to tell people what that number is. We can actually tell people when they can retire. You get in here, we have people in the office all the time who are going, oh, my gosh, I didn't know I could retire. I didn't think I could retire. But we created a proprietary process and software where we can calculate exactly what that monthly amount is. If it's more than they need, then they're done. If it's less than they need, we can tell them how many more months they need to work until they get there.
0: That's a really good question we and or a good answer. I appreciate that, Jim. We come back. I'll give you their contact information so it's never too late to start and if you're younger you really should start now. What If you just heard one thing that he's just said, it's like start, right? Don't put it off. It's very, very important. I'm going to go into kind of like with all the stuff going on now with economic uncertainty, the ups and downs. Should I just buy an index fund and just hold it for 30 years? Or should I have a portfolio of investments? I mean, these are all things that I know are on your mind. They were on my mind, too. Uh, and they're continuing on my mind as we we face different crashes. We're going to get into all that with Jim. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters. Matters, Car Radio 973 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. Okay, we're back. This is Pete, Home Matters, Car Radio 973 FM, Seattle's news and seattle's talk once again here on the weekend i got uh my partner in crime for 12 years we got rebecca looney on the show she's our acting producer now and all this COVID yes many i'm
1: wearing many hats
0: yes it's good to see your face too in the zoom world <laughs> yes we all live sure, virtually see. now it seems except for when you go yep. out to the grocery store but uh, <laughs> so do you got a? are you good you got a big fat retirement rebecca are you good to go <laughs> Yeah, see, it's,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a working process. I know, I know. I'm,
1: trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Well, it's
0: hard, you know, when you got expenses going up, and you know, the three budget
1: kids, comes. and yeah, yeah,
0: and three kids, it's tough, but I like Jim's answer just start. So, Jim, with that in mind, um, and I'm after you answer this question, I'll give you the phone number, guys, because the key thing is start. If you haven't started, great, uh, start with them. If you have started, you can work with uh, the retirement solution to really kind of evaluate your portfolio. We're going to get into that kind of what they do and they can give you an answer of like when you can retire. I mean, personally guys, uh, this is just me. I don't think I'm ever going to retire. I love being in the game. I love, I'll be on boards, you know, different technical companies. Everybody has a little different. Some people just want to retire, go play golf. I, I, me, I'm just like, how much golf can you play? So but that's just me personally. So um and we'll give you their phone number and their website too as well. But Jim, I want to ask related to kind of what Rebecca just said is like, you know, this is the real matters out there. We got kids to raise, they're more expensive now. We've got rising costs, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, with the cost of living and things like that. How do you bring someone in to say, here's how you start so they can see a way forward?
1: That's a great question. So it really depends on where you are. I will say for that group that's really kind of just starting to accumulate in or um, assets and just starting out, you know, the the young kids just bought the first house, really kind of the first job or two out of college. My first thing would be to get people really thinking about uh, things that are happening out there. Those number one, a four hundred and one k. Um, everybody hears about it, but the percentage of people who actually participate is staggeringly low. It's under 20%. Yeah,
0: it is very low. Yeah.
1: It's free money. Most employers are matching that role. And so you put money in, you're getting free money, an automatic return. And then let's say that say you're Rebecca, and you've got 30 years till you retire. I mean, look at where the market was just. 12 years ago. In 2008, the market was only at 8,000. Well, it dropped to 8,000. And it closed yesterday at over 26,000. That's a triple. And so a lot of it is just a matter of having money in the market long enough. Making money in the market is not about timing, it's not getting in and getting out at the right time. It's being able to leave it there long enough to really see that explosion of returns.
0: Yeah so you you um and again so the process you're taking is you're having them contact you and you're kind of sitting them down and saying okay you're either starting out or you're like rebecca where you're kind of in in this in the middle of life and you got a family you got kids or you got the people who are like 45 50 55 where they're going oh i'm in big trouble how, how do you work in how do you sit down with them and work through that process
1: So really good question. And to your point, it totally depends on where you are in the process. Okay. Um, If We're in that accumulation phase. If you're really just getting, you're building up for that someday. And that someday, in my opinion, is really up until about 10 years before you think you might retire. Okay. Uh, And you know, whether that's 55 or 60 or 45 doesn't matter, but really that accumulation phase is exactly that it's really figuring out what can you actually do to set aside? And it's hard. And I would encourage people to just, as you pointed out, just get it started. If it's 25 bucks a month, you can send 25 bucks a month to a mutual fund company and just yeah. watch what happens. And then it's 50 and then you get a raise. Mm-hmm. And this is the hardest part too. Everybody on the planet, they, it's what's called, um, well, they live to the level of their income, whatever that is. It's called the Morris principle. But basically if I make 10 grand, I spend 10 grand. If I get a raise, now I'm spending 11 or whatever that new number or is. Or they spend
0: way more than they should then they have credit card debt, which is what you should do. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that's happening out there all the time too. And so it's how do you really position yourself to do that? And so a lot of times it's really kind of uh, what I call, I call it future pacing. It's really going, okay, if you were to set aside a hundred bucks a month, how much would that hundred bucks be in 30 years? And you go, oh my gosh, 30 years is so long. Yeah, have uh, people tell me, well, I don't even think past next week. And I get it. I totally get it. Um, And, in fact, it's funny. The best people for this are ones who have actually seen a family member struggle, Um, a mom or a dad who couldn't um, stay retired, a mom or a dad who had to go back to work or one of those kinds of things. That's the group that's really motivated, but you don't want to be that group. And so it's really hard to think about something that's not going to happen for 30 years. It's impossible. And so it's really just creating the habit, starting to put some money aside so that you're in a position
0: to actually retire somebody got it understood if you want to check these guys out you can go to the retirement solution.com and check out their website but what i would do if i was you guys is i websites are great there's probably a lot of educational tools there that they can uh, calculators and things like that you have but i would give them a call to get this process started you want to call them at four two five 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 eight three seven zero zero 425-558-3700. 425-558-3700. You're going to talk to their director of first impressions. Do they eventually get to talk to you, Jim?
1: <laughs> they can. We actually have about eight planners in the company.
0: Oh, you do? Okay. So it's one of you or one of the other eight planners that uh, they work with directly.
1: Okay. And really, it's it used to be more important geographically. Yeah. Uh, it's less important geographically than it was. But yeah. we have offices around... Uh, you know, there's five offices out there. So,
0: are you just basically in the Puget Sound area, or can you go out of state, or how do you how do you work that?
1: I have, we actually have clients literally around the world. I have clients oh, you do. That okay, that I've never met. So,
0: yeah. It's amazing. I mean, with this podcast stuff, we're all over the place. We've had people come in from the Midwest from sponsors and byproducts. They heard our show. I, I don't know how that happens, but they do it. <laughs> so, you know, you get a, you get a big reach now with technology. Okay. So question I have now for you is, and this is kind of, I know it's a little current event question, but let's say I'm, I'm uh, working for a company employing what's the max contribution I could do on a 401k there versus a self I'm self-employed, which is really the backbone of America.
1: So this is a question that gets confusing for a lot of people. Is your your contribution amount, if you are under fifty five, is eighteen thousand okay. five hundred pre tax, and twenty four five twenty five thousand post tax. But you can actually put up to fifty seven thousand dollars in a retirement account, uh, just some of it's after tax.
0: Okay, so so fifty seven is max you could do if you had the money. Correct, and you had to catch up. Okay. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Itself,
1: All right. It's usually 50% of whatever your AGI or your gross income is.
0: Got it. Understood. Okay. We come back. Um, we're going to talk about um, I'm going to ask him some different questions about basically with the now, you know, we're in this economic uncertainty, we've had several crashes and recessions, this whole buy and hold thing. Uh, you know, versus playing Russian roulette out there in the market. I'm going to talk about some of the things you may or may not think about. You know, there's a cost of all these transactions that add up over time. We're going to get Jim to talk about that. Talk about, well, hey, maybe it would be better just to buy an index fund and just hold it for 30 years. And what does he think about that? And then uh, we'll get into some of the other things related to investing with Jim. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Car Radio 973 FM. Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. Okay, we're back. I'm Pete. This is Home Matters. Car Radio 97.3 FM. Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. So um, you picking up some good stuff so far, Rebecca?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling uh, better about myself after I heard that only 20% of employees use their 401- 401ks.
0: Yeah. Well, at least you're doing that, right?
1: I'm doing that, and I've been good. doing that, so that's good. good. That's I'm good proud. news. <laughs>
0: well, and we're going to talk about some of this other stuff with, with Jim here. We're having a great discussion with Jim Black. He's the president of the Retirement Solution, Inc., and you can uh, get a hold of um, him or one of his other planners by calling 425-558-3700. That's 425 425-558. 558 Three seven zero zero. You'll talk to their director of first impressions, or you can go visit them out there at the retirement solution.com. But I'll tell you what, guys, here's the thing if you have this on your mind, which a lot of us do, and now, you know, with this craziness we're in with this economic uncertainty, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. I would just give them a call. They can help you really kind of smooth out those emotions. You know, you should have your money working for you and not have to be awake at night going, Oh my God, what the hell's going on here? So, um, that's why we're talking to Jim at the retirement solution, uh, Inc, um, about that. So I want to get into, um, before we get into some of the mechanics of investing and things like that, uh, this whole economic uncertainty, you know, I was just kind of – I was a surprised. I mean, we got the 29 crash, 37 recession, 87 Black Monday, 1990 crash, 2000 tech bubble, 2008 financial crisis. It just seems to keep going on and on and on. So is that something we should always expect, Jim? And, and how does that really affect our long-term uh, investment goals?
1: Okay, great question. I, I actually believe that uh, – it drives me crazy to hear this all the time. Well, this time it's different. <laughs> yeah, we've heard that before, right? <laughs> so here's, Bottom line is this. We know when you, and you've named them, the markets crash. Crash is maybe a harsh word, but they drop, they depress, they call them recession, whatever you want to call it. Markets go down about every seven to 10 years. Um, and again, the last one was down 50%. They aren't all down that much. Sometimes they're down more. But I think market corrections, if you want to call it that, are going to continue for your entire life, for our entire life. They're always going to happen. Yeah, markets yeah. build up market's correct and that's fine Uh, we just build that into the process and here's the other thing too when a market crashes or corrects whatever term you want to use it takes about five to seven years to recover to get back to where you were before and so uh, whenever you're dealing with the market um, if you're looking at it as a long term play I'm totally down with that I think that's awesome I love the market long term but ask me to guess the market this year this month uh, next year Oh, it's it's literally the roll of the dice. I actually keep a black or a um, a magic eight ball in my office for anybody who wants me to predict the market for them. (laughs) That's a good one. I love that. (laughs) I'm going to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's very true. No one can predict. But now, are you a subscriber to like looking at signals for bull markets and bear markets, or what's your thoughts on that? Like, does it really even matter?
1: So I've been in the industry long enough. Um, I, what you should have seen me when I was twenty five years old and a stockbroker, I was brilliant
0: <laughs> yeah you
1: should know me when I was man i was I was brilliant, but you know what and if I made a mistake, it wasn't my fault it was you know was the market, it was the tides, it was something else right yeah. but i've been doing this long enough now that I realize that um, t- trading on, you know, buying and selling and trading. I'll t- I'll, in fact, I'll tell you, when I was a stockbroker, you know how I chose what to sell or buy? A client would call and say, hey, I work at IBM and, and uh, you know, here's all this great stuff happened. I want to buy IBM. Now I'm calling on my clients, tell them to buy IBM. I mean, that's the, the extent of the research. And so um, get, trying to guess where the market's going to be, let me put it this way. If you're guessing the market, uh, you're going to lose. We used to be, uh, 15 years ago, maybe longer an active shop where we would buy and sell and trade long the market short. We did everything. And what we discovered was we were running up a whole lot of fees on our clients, but we weren't keeping up with the S and P 500.
0: Well, that's why that was a, something I mentioned in the last segment. So let's talk about that because this is a big n- misnomer. People think, if I shift around and I invest all the time. Let's talk about that fee structure. Can you give us some like rules of thumb or numbers on that and how it really negatively affects your portfolio?
1: Well, let me start with this one. And that is, um, and there's a pretty well-known statistic out there, 85% of the time, 85% of the time active managers underperform the S&P 500. <laughs> so somebody who's buying and selling and trading, 85% of the time. yet yeah,
0: they're making a big salary. It's kind of a
1: quandary in my mind, but... I'll, I will tell you, that is usually the biggest shocker. I mean, we are a, um, a flat-fee firm, and so none of that matters for us. And so it's a shocker for our client, for people who come in to visit with us, when they find out they've been paying, you know, 2 3 sometimes 4% per year for assets under management, and they're not even making that much. And it's like, wait a minute. Um, if you're not outperforming the S&P 500, why in the world – are you paying a fee anyway? As you pointed out, you can just be in an index fund and forget it. If, yeah. you, beat, if you beat the manager, yeah. It's, I know it's it's sexy to buy and sell and trade, um, and everybody thinks that they can that they're smarter than the market. I was looking at uh, the Dow. It's now been probably a few weeks ago, but on the day that I looked at it, just over six hundred and forty billion dollars traded hands with over a million independent buyers and sellers.
0: Oh my God. So it's still going on. <laughs> no matter what we tell them not to do.
1: <laughs> Unless you're smarter than all those people, I don't uh, I don't see a way on the very short term to buy. That's why day traders come and go. Yeah. Well, can I – sorry, I want to ask you a question. So
0: why wouldn't I just buy an index fund and just say I'm going to keep a vanguard for 40, 50 years?
1: I don't know. Why not?
0: Okay, well, I just want to hear your opinion on it.
1: No, I, I know, and my, I will tell you that uh, it totally depends. If you're in that accumulation point, if you're growing assets, if you're starting a young family, no problem. Now, if you're within 10 years to retirement, I would be doing something totally different. But during that accumulation phase, I think that's awesome. Vanguard's got low fees. The S&P 500 is beating most active managers. Why not take advantage of that? You're going to get the best growth. Okay. Now, once you get within 10 years of retirement, you better look at things differently because the world changes when you get that last paycheck.
0: Okay. Well, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a couple of spectrums here, right? So I'm over here. I'm a millennial Gen Z. And then I hear all this, these ads or radio things like, just go get this app on my phone and I'm going to put this money in and invest. Should they go do that or why should they come work with you?
1: Well, that's a really good question. Um, in my opinion, if that's what gets them started, that's where I want them to go. Okay. I want them to go wherever they're going to get started. If if they can do it on an app and that's easier, I'm absolutely telling them to do that. Um, okay. It's better than not doing anything. Absolutely. there's may not be the best, but, boy, it's better than nothing.
0: Yeah, that's better. Okay, but when we come back, though, I'm going to ask you, though, this gets into, well, okay, so why should we work with a retirement solution, Inc.? And then the other spectrum I want to ask is, okay, let's say I am 45, 50, 55. I can't do the Vanguard deal or uh, index fund. I got to do something a little different. So how do you, what kind of a portfolio strategy do you have for that age group? More of the tail end, baby boomer, or even Gen Xer uh, in that regard. Make sure you give these guys a call at 425-558-3700. You'll talk to their director of first impressions. It is the Retirement Solution Inc., you can check them out at the retirement With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Car Radio 973 FM, Seattle's news and Seattle's Talk all right we're back this is pete we got rebecca over there how you doing you good
1: i'm good thanks pete good this is interesting this is good stuff
0: yeah so um based on where you are in life do you have a maybe a different uh, idea on your uh, investment strategy or are you just going to stick with your 401k?
1: <laughs> you know, I did like what Jim said about just, you know, do what you can and just get more and more started even if it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. It's yeah. great.
0: No, it is good. Is you, you have a diversified portfolio of different things?
1: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I feel like I could do more, but you know, we're I'm in the middle of raising a family and
0: yeah, yeah. It's hard, you know. You're getting pulled in a lot of different directions. at your, that that chunk of phase, you're in that accumulation phase, and but you got a lot of stuff going on. But yeah. your money should work for you silently in the background, right, Jim? I mean, that's that's the big deal on this whole thing, right?
1: Yeah. The best you can do is, you know, think of Rip Van Winkle and you know fall asleep for 20 years and wake up and there it is. You're like, hey, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rebecca, do you even notice the money that they pull from your 401k anymore? Uh, No, I've been looking at it a little bit with, um, no, it's just, I've been doing it my entire career, but with the ebbs and flows, I've been looking at the balance and it's been nice that it's a little bit higher than it was a couple months ago, but yeah, it is what it is.
0: I'll tell you what though, at least my personal opinion, if you go look at the stock market and you look at your investments every day, you're going to become a crazy person. Yep. That's just not a smart thing to do. Let your money work over time. I think that's what you're talking about, Jim, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's good. All right, let's go back. Oh, I want to ask you a couple things uh, because this is also in the minds of people. Let's get some of the mechanics down. Give me your thoughts on dollar cost averaging and the rule of 72, and maybe you can explain what those two are and kind of how you use that in investments today.
1: Okay, perfect. So dollar cost averaging is exactly what Rebecca's doing. That is you put a set amount of money into the market or into your investments, to the 401k, or whatever, every single paycheck or every single month doesn't matter. If the market's low, hey, you're buying more. If the market's higher, you're buying less. Over time, um, your average price that you bought in will be significantly better than what the current market is. So great strategy. It's kind of that fire and forget. Once you get in the habit of that money coming out of your paycheck, you literally don't even notice it anymore, so it doesn't hurt.
0: Unless you don't buy as much vodka, which is good for your health. So <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> but dollar-cost averaging is really powerful because trying to time the market of like, I'm going to hit the bottom, like, who in the heck knows? It's like you have your your aid ball for that thing. It's like we don't know, right? As well as you don't know when it's high, right? So this whole buy, buy low, sell high thing, I mean, if you can do that, then you're worth millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> but – I would say billions. A billions, yeah. There you go. <laughs> now let's talk about the rule of seventy-two because that's bantered about quite a bit. Can you explain what that is and how people can use that to their advantage?
1: Of course. So first of all, on dollar cost averaging, when you're doing when you're doing buys and sells, you don't know if it's a good trade until six months later, and that's the hard part. And so, and that builds in the rule of seventy-two. Rule of seventy-two basically says that your money will double basically every 72%. So if you figure out how much you're earning, if you're earning, let's take 7.2% because it makes my math simple, the money will double in 10 years. If you're getting half of that return, it'll double in 20 years. When you look at the long-term averages on the market, long-term averages on the market are between eight and a half and nine. What that says is you're looking for a double about every 10 years. Now you do take a bit of a a pullback when markets come down, but long-term in the market, you're going to be great if you can just Forget about it. I mean, a lot of people see dollars accumulate out there and they going, oh, my gosh, I've got, you know, 40, 50, 100 grand in my 401k. I'm going to go buy a new car. So I'm going to take a loan out of my 401k or I've got this issue coming up. Um, don't do it. Yeah. You've got, you got to protect that.
0: No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And I kind of look at it like the Trinity. We're going to talk about the third, the third prong in the Trinity. So you've got dollar cost averaging, the rule of 72. Let's talk about compounding. What is compounding and why is that so powerful?
1: So compounding it ties right in with the rule of seventy-two. Compounding is simply free money on your money. Um, Warren Buffett has a great saying. He says, "Those who um, pay interest will never understand it. The only people who do are those who receive it." So, <laughs> That's a great. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's exactly right. It's it's a matter of. Um, if you can leave the money there, you're, you're basically free money. You're getting return on your money just by simply leaving it there, the value of your money. How does that
0: factor? If, so you're talking about this whole rule of 72 and based on your interest rate, but you got to factor in the compounding aspect because you keep putting money in, Right. So the overall collective of the amount of money can go up dramatically just by the compounding aspect. Correct?
1: You're exactly right, especially in, the, in those later years. You know, when you have a let's say you build it up, you've been doing this for 40 years, and you have 500 thousand dollars in your account, and you catch a year when the market's up 30. You know, you contribute a little bit, and now you've got 30 percent return on that. That's 150 grand in one year, and so that can be remarkable. Um, but it happens at the tail end. It doesn't happen at the yeah. beginning.
0: Yeah. And guys, here's the thing. You all, you're listening out there. I'm going to tell you just a really quick story of my mother. So my mother was a teacher her whole life. Uh, My father took care of a lot of the expenses so she could max her retirement every single year. And he did that because he said, I want to make sure that you, he goes, I'm going to be long gone before you are. And he was right about that. But what happened was because of the power of dollar cost averaging, the rule of 72 and compounding, My mom made quite a bit of money in the retirement, and she was able to live during the time she was very active. She traveled all over the world. She was able to have a great, great lifestyle in her golden years, and now that she's 86, she's in her assisted living, which is costing north of $15,000 a month, and she can still afford that to be taken care of. And I don't think, I'm telling you guys this just as a fact, If she wouldn't have done that with the retirement, I'm not so sure she'd be alive today because she's getting quality care, but she's able to afford it. So you can look at it as that or you can look at it as golden years and travel. But to have that kind of retirement money through that spectrum after you get done working is so, so powerful. So, Jim, I'm glad you're you're bringing this all this up to people because it's really, really important. And I see my mom going through this right now.
1: That's excellent. And you're exactly right. That's, that's the power of what we do. That's the reason we do what we do.
0: So that's very good. So Rebecca, I've, uh, you're, Oh, you got one, one minute left. Okay. So I want to ask one last question um, on this. Um, Tell us about, like you said, flat fee. So what does that mean in your company?
1: What that means is if somebody goes through the planning process with us, um, we charge a fee to go through the planning process. What's unique is our process is very comprehensive. So it takes us, um, probably eight to nine meetings sometimes to go through that process with clients. Wow. So we tell them up front what the feed's is going to be. But what's interesting is they may never pay it. We know that we change people's lives when they go through the process. Yeah. So we tell them, listen, um, at the very end of the process, the last question I ask everybody before we finish is, is your life different? Is it better than it would have ever been had you not met with us? If that answer is not a resounding yes, they actually don't even pay us the fee. Wow. So we, we literally have to change. I mean, we're changing their life or, or they're walking away during the process.
0: Well, that's impressive. Jim, thank you for being on the show. Really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Jim Black, president of the Retirement Solution Inc. You can give him a call at 425-558-3700. Visit him there at theretirementsolution.com. Rebecca, thanks for being on the show with me. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, thanks, Pete. Thanks, Jim.
0: Yeah, a lot of fun. This is Pete with All Matters, Car Radio 973 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk.